Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. There's going to be a lot of passing. The track looks absolutely superb. Just lining up on the great tension is in the air. And just as I'm saying that, the number 28 truck is completely sideways. It's almost 45 degrees through Graham Hill men there. And Morgan in the red golf there has uh, just got it crossed up. It's still tied one tie. The European champion, Blackie Waveman Jr., who heads the pack. He forced one onto the cross. On the cross, incredible. And then 4-1 behind the break. He's like, it's going to be down to the line. Jens has got him. Jens has got Burley on the line. Unbelievable! This is Race Day Live on Danforce Radio, brought to you by StopwatchHospitality.com. Yes, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the final of three races on the first day of the Masters Historic Festival 2015 at Brands Hatch. We're going out here with a bang. You thought the previous two series put on some mighty, spectacular displays of noise and pyrotechnics. You ain't seen nothing yet as Backman Turner Overdrive appropriately sung in a period song for this one. I'm Adam Johnson taking you through the final race of the day and it's the Gentleman Drivers Pre-66 GT and I'm just going to have the window open here a little bit in the Stopwatch Hospitality Suite just so you can hear in the background the rumbling, roar and burbling malicious intent of the cars rolling off the grid right now. There is a mighty selection of machines ready to rain fire and brimstone down on Brands Hatch where the clouds are still laying over but it has now dried out rather nicely so there shouldn't be any worries in terms of the grip levels out there at the moment we should be all good to go so we're in the gentleman drivers pre-66 gt race it's uh the the uh leading up to the pre-66 era of gt racing and you think well what cars were there before 1966 a huge amount of them as it goes there is everything shelby daytona coupes jaguar e-types corvettes stingrays lotus lands tvr griffiths morgan plus fours Ford, Shelby, Mustangs, oh, personal favourite of mine, Ginetta, GR4s, TVRs, a Bizzarini 5300, that's quite something, Austin Healy, Sunbeam Tigers, MGBs, there is literally anything, anything with rear-wheel drive and an engine probably up the front most of the time here, there's a huge variety of racing, it is almost like historic GT3, you know how GT3 series these days are booming with a huge variety of cars and engines and philosophies and characteristics, this is very similar here, so... Without further ado, let's run you through the starting lineup for the final race of the weekend. We have, for this grid, we have on the pole uh, the number 46 of Mike Whitaker in the TVR Griffith. He's rolling off on the uh, inside of row one. On his outside will be the number 55 of Martin Melling. He's sharing that car with Jason Minshaw. It's the Jaguar E-Type. What a lovely car that is. Classic. British sports car, probably the most iconic of them all. The number 71 of Roger Wills. Well, he's been having a very busy day out there today. He's in the Bizzarini 5300 GT, number 71 car on the inside of row two. And on his outside is a man we've been seeing a lot of today as well, Leo Voyazidis, uh, sharing that car as well with Simon Had- Hadfield. And it's the beautiful Shelby Daytona Cobra. What a machine that thing is. And then on the inside of row three is the number 36 of John Minshaw in the blue Jaguar E-Type. And on his outside is the number 80 of Chris Baton, another man who's been pulling double and even triple duty out there today. He's in a Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger for this one. On the inside of row four is the number 94 of Michael Gans, a man we saw earlier in the uh, historic sports car race. 
and on his outside, a man we definitely respect from that race as well. He definitely recognises Richard Mines and Rob Huff in the Jaguar E-Type. Now, I wonder if Mines is taking the responsibility for this one. We'll see on the time screens. Whichever one is listed first, I'll assume, is the one in the car right now. But Huff took out a crushing victory in the historic sports car race earlier. If he's in the Jaguar for this one, watch out field, because he could be on for a Saturday sweep here. And on the inside of row, four, uh, row five, then, is the number 14 of John Spears. That's a TVR Griffith 200. And then on his outside is the number 48 of Michael Shriver sharing that car. Will Shriver, that's a Lotus Alain. They come through two by two. They're rumbling through clearways. Listen to this. Are you ready to bring the noise one more time here on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen? One more time with feeling the safety car has departed stage left to let these hounds of war loose around Brands Hatch. The red light's on. As soon as that goes out, all hell and brimstone will break loose and away they go. That's a lovely start from the 46 of Whitaker. He gets away beautifully from the pole and leaves everyone else behind to scrap for the afters as they go through Panagil Bend for the first time. The E-Type is up there in second place. Don't tell me that's Huff on the assault already. It would not surprise me. In fact, he is back on the outside of row four, so that'll be a bit ambitious even for him. I think that might be... Um, oh, like, it's hard to tell, actually. There's such a menagerie of different cars out there as they come down to Graham Hill Bend for the first time, they've all squeezed through Druids just fine, but we've got to go sideways on the apex of Graham Hill Bend. That's the 94 of Michael Gans in the Cobra, I think that is. No, it's an AC, yeah, it's an AC Cobra. So Michael Gans getting it very, very crossed up through Graham Hill Bend. He basically parks it on the apex quite literally, and he still hangs it in there. And I think he's on the inside of the Shelby Daytona Cobra of Leo Voyazidis as the field streams up through Pilgrim's dropping onto the, the back straight, onto the Hawthorne straight for the first time, over onto the Grand Prix loop. What a mightily impressive start. And off the pole, Whittaker got a very confident start. He got the jump very, very nicely, holding off the advances of everyone around him. And that would have been Martin Melling probably giving him the threat, giving him the hurry up on the outside in that Jaguar. So as they take off for the first time around the Grand Prix loop, they'll be looping through Sterling's now and round through Dingledale. A very fearsome drop through there. A lot of those corners back there, very brave, barely much braking over there, just kind of aiming for apexes that you hope are there. They're there somewhere, so you really do have to have... It's one of those tracks where you nearly, really need to have balls of steel. And um, as I was saying earlier, it's great that the layout of this track really hasn't changed from the heyday of when these cars made their name around here. When the his, uh, historic sports cars were out earlier, when they raced in period in 1970, the track layout was almost exactly the same. They come around to complete lap one. We have had a change for the lead as we go. I No, we haven't. Sorry. Whitaker is still in the lead there. The 55 of Melling. Rumbles across the line in second place. Roger Wills is up to third in the 71 Bizzarini 5300 GT. Fourth place is Voyazidis in the Cobra. Minshaw in the Jaguar is fifth place. Spears is up to sixth place in the TVR Griffith 200. And then in seventh place is Mines and Huff in the number eight Jaguar E-Type. It's Mines listed on that car first. So I'm going to assume it's Mines in the car for this one. Rob Huff is being saved up for this race. Tomorrow we've got a car off in the gravel. That's one of the Mustangs. One of the Shelby Mustangs straight through the gravel, kicking up a huge plume of gravel, Dukes of Hazard style, but he powers on. We'll get a look at that car as he comes through Graham Hill Bend this time, but very, very nicely done. It just kept plowing through. There was no way that big Mustang was going to get bogged down in all that gravel, not in a month of Sundays. So as he comes down the hill, still the gravel lingers in the air. I think that was the number 66 of Michael Pearson. No, it can't be the 66 of Michael Pearson because he's supposed to be in a Triumph TR4. So let's have a quick look here. That might be the uh, number 99 of Smith's, the Shelby Mustang GT. So we'll get a better look at it for you as they're scrapping. Once again, it's been one of those races where they're scrapped up and down the field. And guess what? We've got 10 minutes extra of this. We've got 10 minutes extra of this one. It's a 40-minute race out here today. So we've got 40 minutes of goodness. I'm not sure if there is actually... Uh, 
a pit stop in this race. I don't think there is. I think it is a flat 40-minute sprint. So we will. it's a flat-out straight dash to the finish on the 40 minutes there. So if you've got what you've got right now, you better make sure you use it because you have got it for the next 35 minutes or so. We've got 36 minutes and change on the clock after two laps in. And they're coming around to complete lap two now. So Whitaker continues to leave in his beautiful little TBR Griffith. But Melling is keeping a watching brief in that Jaguar. And that's exactly what he'll want. No need to blow your load right now. No need to show your entire deck, show your hand right now. you just got to go for it. And you just got to keep patience right now. Roger Wills is still in third in the Bizzarini. That very unique car. Fourth place is still Voyazidis in the number two. Those two have been scrapping pretty much the whole day. They got really into it earlier in the pre-66 touring car race, which is a mighty battle. And we look a little bit further down through the field. In fact, Mines has lost a position there. He's down to eighth place. Uh, the number nine car of Craig Davis, not Craig David, Craig Davis, uh, is up to uh, eighth place now in the Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. Now, that is a fearsome, fearsome car. A really beautiful machine. And that car is a correct in uh, President Correct in period look as well, at the white with the blue flash off the front. And uh, just in front of him is the number 14 of John Spears. He's in a Griffith 200. There's a huge variety of cars. Behind that number 9 Corvette, there's a good scrap for position going on between the number 8 of Mines and the number 59 of Galal Mahmoud in the Jaguar E-Type. A pair of Jags actually scrapping away. And in fact, Mahmoud goes out to in through 30s. And that nearly benefited, but Mines made sure he parked it on the apex coming through and denied him the cross-under the, uh, the cross maneuver as they go up the straightaway there. We've talked about it earlier today, just how important the run is when you go up through uh, 30s and how you can park it on the apex to defend, but does that compromise your run up the, through the Hawthorne straight? Most of the time it does. So that can be... This is one of those real three-dimensional tracks where you can really set up a move somewhere around the track, and then it will be completed halfway around the track, about four corners later, as the number 50 car is recovering. That's uh, the Lotus Alanis 2 of uh, Richard Bateman uh, showing on our screen. So he uh, might have had an off over there, but he's uh, trailing the field right now. Meanwhile, here are the leaders. Whitaker is gradually eking out a lead in that TBR Griffith, just a little one, not a huge amount so far, but Minshaw is still there. And in fact, it's the battle for third that's really hopping up right now, as uh, Roger Wills is coming under all sorts of pressure from Voyazidis in the Shelby Cobra, the Daytona Cobra Coupe, that classic, elegant uh, styling on the car. It's actually in red. You're used to seeing those cars in blue and white liveries, but his car is actually in red. But uh, the red mist is threatening to descend. Uh, a little bit of smoke coming out of one of the cars there. I think that's the sixth-place car of Spears. That TVR Griffith putting a little bit of smoke down out of Paddock Hill Bend. Uh, hopefully that was just a little bit of a misfire or something, and it'll be uh, okay to go. It's not emitting anything right now. It's the thunder of these cars coming down the start-finish straight. You can feel it in your toes here. That's when you know these cars are really loud. When you don't just hear them, you feel them. You feel them through the ground like sort of ancient beasts risen again to, uh, to, to, to uh, back into war one more time. And uh, this is why we love historic racing like this. And the drivers really don't, they don't bottle it. They, it's as if they're not aware of just how priceless some of these cars are they're racing. And proof of that is this great battle between Mines, Richard Mines, uh, in the E-Type that he's sharing with Huff this weekend. Mahmoud is all over the back of him for eighth place right now. That is a great scrap in prospect. And pretty much behind them, there is a big queue of cars. It's just, it's just not stopping, really. That is a, a battle for the ages that could go on for most of this race, the way they're going. Um, and the way battles have been going in these races, they've been so closely matched. And even at the back end of the field, there are still some good scraps going on. That's the 35 of Kevin Hancock and the number 100 of Carl Weatherell, the Triumph TR4, the baby blue Triumph. Having a good little battle back there. And again, it's like the historic touring cars earlier. It doesn't matter. There's a big disparity in engines and weights and body styles as we've got a Cobra in the pit lane. It's not a Daytona Coupe. It's just the regular AC Cobra. 
have a feeling that might be the 48. Uh, just having a look on the binoculars. Hard to tell from there. I think it might be the 34. Is it the 34 actually? No. Uh, we'll get a, an ID on that car shortly, but uh, I, I guess we better turn back to the battle for third because he just gone off, ladies and gentlemen, and Voyazidis has moved past uh, Wills into second place in that Cobra Daytona Coupe. And in fact, it was the 94 that was in the pit lane of Michael Gans. So it was one of the front-running Cobras, but he returns to the track now okay. But uh, this battle for third is really on, you know. And, oh, my word, Wills is properly hanging the tail out through Graham Hill Bend there in the 71. But it looks like that number two Cobra has car speed on him, and it'll be interesting to see what he can do with Minshaw in the 55 ahead of him now that he's cleared. And they're two by two across the start-finish line back in the field. The 72 and the 79 of Jamie Boot and Mark Martin, respectively, uh, in the TVR Griffith and Lotus Alain. They were side-by-side side coming across the start-and-finish line, giving each other plenty of racing room, and then it got down to Paddock Hill Bend, and he went, OK, all that gentlemanly stuff's over now. We need to pick a line, and uh, it's going to be mine, so sod off. But uh, one of those great... Uh, gentlemanly and uh, chivalry only extends so far on the racetrack, even for the old uh, historic gents. But uh, they come plunging down the hill into Graham Hill Bend once again. I'm interested to see where this battle for eight's at at the moment. Uh, between those two silver E-types, Mines and Mahmoud, um, they were having it, going at it hammer and tongs, really, really scrapping away ferociously, and we've still got half an hour. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply this to go i just i'm i'm being spoiled we're we, you are being spoiled up here ladies and gentlemen you the listeners are being spoiled with some magnificent historic racing despite the vintage of the cars and indeed sometimes because of the vintage of the cars some of the racing here is pretty much as good as you will ever see from any era of racing ever uh, whitaker continues to lead he's just starting to gap minshaw a little bit and that stubby little tvr griff has got a very very stubby rear end on it it's like it's been wedged in oh. Sorry, I just have to take a moment for there because uh, the number two Voyazidis Cobra came flying across the line and the rumble from that big, big Ford V8 engine. Making the, uh, the hospitality speed up here shake a little bit. That's how loud this thing is. It's uh, quite mighty. So we have a crow flying along the front of the start-finish line. He's got probably the best view in the house here. We have the best view in the house as humans, but uh, he can fly a bit, so he's watching. He's basically, he literally has a bird's-eye view of the action, so uh, he's clearly enjoying himself out there. Even the birds are enjoying this racing. That shows you how good it is. Meanwhile, let's get back to the action. Let's get back to the real world, shall we? As uh, Ron Maiden and Galal Mahmoud are having a scrap. In fact, that would have been the battle for position, but uh, I thought, yes, well, the Mines car, the number eight car, we were wondering about that battle for eighth. He has fallen back to tenth now. Mahmoud is now up to eighth, but he is now under pressure from the 52 Janetta GR4 of Ron Maiden. So this scrap is evolving in front of us. 
And in fact, I think Maiden, Maiden, Maiden has got eighth place here. Yes, he has in that cute little Ginetta GR4. It's a very pretty little car, that is. He's got ahead of Galar Mahmoud, and Mines in the number eight car is now under pressure himself from the number 48 of Michael Shriver in the Lotus Land for the last position in the top 10. So just like the other races we've seen today, there are scraps all over the track. And just behind them as well is the number 186 of uh, Dowd sharing that car with Cook. That's the Ford Shelby Mustang GT350. And uh, remember, we're looking out here for the number 196 car. I don't think it's here quite yet at the moment, but we had the 196 car, which uh, on the entry list is mooted to uh, contain Alex Buncombe, the Nismo GTR star. So watch out for him across the weekend. I don't think he's out in this one today. The time screen certainly aren't showing us, but uh, watch out for him tomorrow to really cause an impact. Meanwhile, the leaders are still Whitaker and Minshaw, still keeping a sort of watching brief on each other. They're still about as fast as each other. Voyazidis, so far, let's have a look at his lap times. Yes, well, he set the fastest. No, he didn't set the fastest on the lap. Yeah, yes, he did set the fastest on the last lap. 1 minute 43.6, which was quicker than both of those in front of him. He's 6.2 seconds back. It's very, very close in terms of timings, but Voyazidis still has plenty of time in this one. He still has 29 minutes to go in this one. And I feel like that if he can keep pressing on at this pace, he might be able to threaten the top end of town, you know. Certainly, he may well have something for Minshaw. The way he's going, Wills just can't seem to keep on pace with him in the Bizzarini car. But uh, he'll be happy to keep on with fourth place. And he'll be, this is the sort of race, remember, where attrition can strike at any time. So you've always got to be alert and awake and ready for opportunity whenever it comes your way. Meanwhile, Hagen, uh, we've got a car plunging back through the field. That is the 186 of Dowd and Cook, that Mustang. Uh, having a bit of trouble here, so he's plunging down through the order. So a lot of these cars up ahead. He's just got a car go wide through the gravel at Panic Hill Bend. He rejoins one of a gaggle of Mustangs up there. Three of them all together. Look at that! All white and all with blue stripes on them, all cobra stripes on them. That's wonderful. Like a matching pair of them, a whole menagerie of them. Great to see. That car that I think ran wide is the number 99. That's the number 99 car of Smiths uh, in the Shelby Mustang. He's got the 66 along for company as well who I think has fallen back in the early going. I think it's the 66 anyway. But uh, it looks like that's what it's numbered as. Meanwhile, here come the leaders. And I thought for a second, second and third are closed up for a minute, but they haven't. They are just coming up on lap traffic. I think they've just lapped the 50 of Richard Bateman. And mm, that, lap looks a, that gap looks a bit smaller. In fact, it's halved between the leaders. Whitaker is now only 1.5 seconds up on Minshaw that lap. So Minshaw is eating to that leader. Meanwhile, behind them, Voyazidis has made it up to 5.4 seconds. So all, well, the second and third both made massive gains on first place that lap. Everybody at 1 minute 45.6. I can only assume he caught a lap car at exactly the wrong time. But uh, well, let's have a look here. It looks like Minshaw is still closing that gap here. We could have a pretty entertaining battle for the lead here before too long. I mean, Whitaker has been the form car so far, but I... I just can't escape the feeling that he just got balked on the last lap by a lapped car. Probably the number 50 of Bateman. And that explains why his uh, lead got slashed like that. Voyazidi's certainly putting on some great laps of his own. But uh, he's hanging in there. Will's fading a little bit. Spears is now to fifth place in the TBR. Sixth place now for the number nine of Craig Davis in the Corvette Stingray. Seventh place now for Hagen in the Ginetta GR4 scrapping away. Well done. Eighth place for the 59 of Mahmoud. Ninth place now for the 80 to the 80 car of Chris Baton. So well done. He's moving up in the order. Mines is still holding position in 10th uh, place in the number 8 Jaguar. And we've got the 48 of the, the Shriviers. Michael Shrivia is listed in the car right now. Or should I say, actually, Will Shrivia is listed in the car right now in the Lotus Salan. So we watch out for that battle at the bottom end of the top 10 because it's been a fascinating one so far. There's the 33 going through right now. That's Hans Hubner. He is down... Where is he running? He's down in 24th place right now. 
There's quite a few cars of similar paint job right now. Clearly, a lot of people, fans of the sort of gunmetal silver Jaguar E-Type, as they are the white with blue Cobra Stripes Mustang. Just as I say that, there is one coming through right now. That is the uh, 35 of Kevin Hancock, who is about to be lapped by the leader, Whitaker. Ooh, that was a bit unnecessarily risky. Put two wheels on the grass through Panagill Bend. I think he's well aware that Minshaw is there, and he's not far away, so he can't afford to be held up again. He has got that gap back out again. He's, uh, the gap has leaked back out to 2.5 seconds, so clearly he has car speed on Minshaw, but he just wants to make sure he's not held up behind lapped cars. He's now up behind what looks like a Triumph TR4. That's the number 100 car of Carl Weatherall, the Triumph TR4. And he makes his way safely through on the Cooper Straight. So it looks to be just like the... Uh, the uh, historic sports car race, that traffic is going to be a key player here, a very pivotal player in this race. As the number nine car of Craig Davis comes across the line, again, he is in sixth place right now in that Corvette. And here are the guys behind him. That's the 52 of Hagen. And the 80 of Baton is up through. Have we lost a car? Have we lost the 59 of Mahmoud? Has something happened to the Mahmoud Jaguar? I think it has. He's not showing on the timing screen this time. We watched the timing screen. I haven't seen him gone through. I only saw one gunmetal grey Jaguar go through, and that was the Mines Huff car, piloted in this race, we think, by Mines. Now, is this him? Is this Mahmoud coming through now? No, that's the 38 of Cliff Gray. I think we've lost Mahmoud's car, guys. I think something... No, there's Mahmoud's car right there. There it is, the 59. So, he goes through shot. I think he's just lost a few positions there. He is still ahead of Mines, but he is down to ninth place. So, he's lost some positions there. And, in fact, Mines is now having to fight off Will Shrivia. Shrivia is going to go up the inside through Surtees. He's got a great run out of Graham Hill Bend, and he will complete the move at Surtees. That's one of those corners where he can really get a good run through. And, in fact, there is a Jaguar in the lane right now. That's John Minshaw is being pushed into the garage area in that Jaguar. The dark blue Jaguar. Now, that's a great shame. Attrition really starting to hit in this race. They are old cars. This will happen. But, uh... It's inevitable, and it just spices up the race a bit more. There is never no such thing as a done deal in this race. Uh, it looks to me like the top two are slowly dropping Voyazidis in the Cobra. So it is between Whitaker and Minshaw still, and Whitaker just seems to have an edge. It's not much. It's about a couple of tenths per lap, but it is really not much right now. There's Whitaker in that nimble, squat little TVR Griffith. It's a very short front end, a stubby rear end on that car, and it must give it great kind of rotation and mobility out of the corners. The 55 of Minshaw... That's uh, Martin, uh, Jason Minshaw, sorry, in that Jaguar. A very long car, long nose on that thing. The classic British sports car, big long nose, front engine, rear drive, and a whole lot of fun and a whole lot of sophistication as well because we want to have fun in style here in Britain. That's what, that's what we do, apparently. And uh, here's the number 52 across the line. He's in eighth place. He has apparently, he's lost eighth place to Baton in the number 80 car. So I wonder if that's the car that's gone through in front. Meanwhile, Mines is scrapping to get back past Trivia as they go into Panicle Bend. Mines just thinks better of it there. The, uh, the door was slamming shut in his face and he decided to back out before he got his toe caught in the door. Uh, that would have been rather painful if anyone stubbed their toe on the door before. It's not nice, trust me. But uh, that was nearly the car racing equivalent of it. There's the number 80 car of Baton. He's moved up to seventh place in that Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger. Uh, brutal little car that is so he's moved up to seventh place and he is closing on davis for sixth place in fact that last lap he was two seconds quicker than the corvette in front of him so baton's charge he's coming through the field and doing pretty good here as the number 35 of kevin hancock rejoins the race that mustang rejoins the race there's winnegas number 46 across the line and once again, we have battles all up and down the order. It's one of those things again, ladies and gentlemen, there's plenty to watch in this one. We're only just coming up on halfway now. So we've got still a lot of stories to unfold. We've got another Jaguar in the lane. That's Hans Hubner back in the lane. 
in the pit lane in the Jaguar E-Type. Clearly, they've got some uh, terminal issues on that car. Got another car in the pit lane as well. That looks like an, an older Triumph. I think that's, is that the number 60 car of Bill Wyatt? Yes, it is, in the Lotus Alain. That's a big shame. But we have another car coming back out. That's the number 94 of Michael Gans. His Cobra has been in and out of pit lane recently with some technical issues, so they're hoping to get the car back out. Remember, they have another race tomorrow, so there is every motivation to uh, fix these things up and keep them going and uh, make sure if they're not running for this one, then they better behave themselves for tomorrow's race. So there's always tomorrow, chaps. We can still get back out there. Meanwhile, here is the battle for sixth place. Now, this is really starting to hot up here because that Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger with a very strange kind of upright rear end, it's a proper sort of... Uh, I don't know, squat-looking car. It almost looks like a sort of drag racer with the rear end sort of up in the air like that. But Baton in that number 80 car has closed up on Davis at a rate of knots. In fact, that last lap was three, nearly three and a half seconds quicker. He's, I tell you what, Davis, you're going to have to pull something out of the bag here because that sun meme is swarming up behind you and very quickly he's going to get past you and leg it off into the distance. Baton at the moment is one of the fastest cars on the track right now. In fact, he is, he's the uh, fifth... He's the fourth, uh, third fastest car on the track right now. That is quite exceptional stuff as the Lotus Alain, the number 60 of Bill Watt, rejoins the race just fine. He'll get back in. I hope to try and com complete some more laps in that very attractive car. Remember, with so many cars on different laps in this race, and there's different classes, obviously, uh, there's a lot to play for in this race. A lot to play for. There is Minshaw going through now. Wait a second. Hang on a minute. The 46 is in the pit lane here. He is, he's in the pit lane, but this looks like a routine pit stop. Yes, this is a pit stop, so we will be having a pit cycle in this race. Minshaw, is, uh, Whittaker is in the lane, as is the number two of Voyazidis, unless this is the most unbelievable coincidence ever seen. The two of the leaders have come in the pit lane. We also, I think, have another leader in the pit lane as well. Well, it looks like one of the triumphs. So, that Cobra is in the lane, but that looks more like they're investigating something for a mechanical issue. Certainly, I haven't seen any driver change going on. There's a lot more activity around the Whitaker car. So, we'll have a look here. A lot of these cars, I wonder if there is a mandatory pit cycle. The giveaway will be if Minshaw comes into the lane next time. Well, the number nine Corvette of Craig Davis has just come in. So, this cannot be a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely a pit cycle in this one. As if we needed more strategy and intrigue in what was already a fascinating race. So the Corvette of Davis is in the lane now. Now Whitaker is back out again. He is back out and back in the race. Coming down the lane now. The number two of Voyazidis. Still being worked on. Held, held. Steady, steady, steady. Go, 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 go. And he just gets held up a little bit by the Mines Jaguar as he comes out. And in again. Right, the door's open. Aha. Now we see Mr. Half back in that Jaguar, the number eight car. So Mines is in the pit lane. And we see a driver change happening. So I wonder, is Rob Huff getting in to have a, a final swan song in this one? Guys, up the front, be ready for this because you are about to experience an onslaught like nothing else. Huff had exclusive hold over that historic sports car race earlier. And look what he did. And uh, he's going to have to work from a, a bit further back this time. And with a lot... with As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Slightly less time to go. He's going to have about 18 minutes to go once he gets away in this one. And there's the 71 coming through. That's Wills now leading. So Minshaw has just come into the lane. There's Minshaw. And I can see a driver being lined up. So that will probably be Martin Melling be about to jump in that car. There's Minshaw out of the car. And Melling just waiting. They're prepping that car, prepping that car. As the number 14 goes through, that's Spears. John Spears and the TVR Griffith. So a few of these guys changing drivers, a few of them not. The number nine Corvette of Craig Davis is back out again. So it'll be interesting to see where all these cars shuffle through. The eight car is back out, and with, we think, Rob Huff behind the wheel now. He is listed as sharing that car. So, Mines has done his stint early on in this one. It is now time for Huff for a super cameo. He was exceedingly quick in the earlier race in the historic sports car one, but he's got a lot of work to do here to bring a second straight victory today for the Huffmeister, the, uh, the ex-World Touring Car champion, one of the uh, greats of British tin top racing of the last 10 years. And we have a Mustang sweeping down pit lane. Pit lane is a very busy place now. Uh, evidently, the pit window is around now, so pretty much through the mid part of the race. So a lot more cars coming down now. We have another 70 car rejoining. That's Dion Kremer in the Morgan Plus 4 Supersport. Lovely looking car, though. It doesn't look like a race car, really. It just sort of looks like a sort of genteel country cruiser. Now, there's a car that really does look like a race car. That's Voyazidis in the Daytona Cobra. Although, if he is changing drivers, that should now be Simon Hadfield behind the wheel of that car. So Simon Hadfield now behind the wheel of the Cobra. We're waiting for the timing screen to readjust. As a lot of cars now in the pit lane. Uh, Minshaw's Jaguar is back out. And as I say, he should have Martin Melling behind the wheel now. If uh, the driver changes have gone to plan, as they're shown on the entry list. And uh, we're looking through. Wills is continued to be scored as the leader. Ahead of Spears in the number 14 and Baton in third in the number 18. That's the number 72 I can see in there. I can see the 59 of Mahmoud also in the lane. Uh, in the Jaguar E-Type, a lot of activity down there. And I think I can see Whitaker's car. I thought Whitaker was already in the lane. No, that's not Whitaker's car. Actually, that's the number 71 of Wills. That's Wills' car. And I can see a bonnet going up on it on the front. Now, I wonder, is that a routine change? Should that be happening? Maybe, hopefully, it's just a precautionary check. The door's open. I don't see any drivers lined up. There's no drivers scheduled to get in that car, so... I don't see a driver change right now, probably to cooling the driver a little bit. I think they're just having a look over the car, make sure everything's running just as, uh, just so, just so. So, uh, coming across the line, Wills was scored as the leader. Now, we look for Spears as Galah Mahmoud returns to the race in the Jaguar E-Type, rumbling back out. So, where's Spears? There's Baton in the number 80 Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger. He rejoins the race. Well, he's now in the lane. And just as another of these... Uh, Gunmetal Grey E-Types rejoins. Now there is Whitaker in the 46. 
So, the car scored as the leader was Wills, who is leaving the pit lane now. And I wonder, I'm just looking for Minshaw's Jaguar. I don't think Minshaw's Jaguar's gone through yet. And I think he could have lost a hatful of positions here. Is that Minshaw's Jaguar over there? He could have plummeted to about fourth place here. Yes, there's Minshaw's, well, I say Minshaw's car. It will now have Martin Melling behind the wheel. And I think he's lost a hatful of time here. Yes, there's the 55 coming through now, having already seen the number two of Simon Hatfield taking over from Leo Voyazidis and the number 71 car of Roger Wills take over second and third place. So he could have gone from second to fourth. What a blow. What a blow. But now where I'm interested to see is where the number eight Jaguar is on the track in relation. Pit, the sign is about to come out to say the pit lane is about to be closed. So if you haven't made your pit stop this lap, you will never get that chance. The 80 of uh, Baton is back out in the race now in the Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger. I think he will have done quite well for going a bit longer on that first stint because clearly his car was in a real vein of form. And that's where the strategy really comes in in terms of pit stops. Uh, sometimes you want to leave it till later if you've got a fast guy in there and you really want to keep your, your, your kind of gun driver in there. And especially if they've got a lot of momentum, especially if they're on a really good run of form then you think, why break their momentum? Why break it? But sometimes if they're struggling, you get them in a bit earlier and you can get some fixes done on the car. Now, there's the number 52. So I wonder where he uh, shuffles through in all this because he was solidly in the top 10. Hagen at the moment is scored as 10th. Shrivia is 11th in the number 48. And uh, a couple of the Mustangs come swarming through. There's the 59 of Mahmoud having made his pit stop. The uh, pit lane close sign is out. So with 15 minutes, well, 14 minutes and change to go, the running order as it stands, as they're scored, as they come across the line now, let's reset a little bit for you for this final 14-minute shootout to the line. Whitaker is back in the lead in the number 46, TVR Griffith. Second place now is Voyazidis, uh, who has handed over that Shelby Daytona Cobra to Simon Hadfield. We wait for the gap. Last lap it was shown as 9.8 seconds. Uh, third place now is the 71 of Wills. So it's moved up to third there. Fourth place is the number 55 Jaguar E-type of Martin Melling, having taken over from Jason Minshaw. That'll have been gutted to losing positions in the pits. Hopefully Melling can make up some time there. Fifth place, last time it scored through, is John Spears in the TBR Griffith 200. There's Minshaw's car coming through. And in fact, the number 14 of Spears is right there with him. Now, this will be interesting. We'll have a scrap for fourth place on our hands there because Minshaw is being rounded up rapidly by the number 14 of John Spears. And in fact, Spears is looking up the inside towards Paddock Hill Bend. I think that Jaguar has got a problem, you know. He was well earlier on the brakes there. Something must be happening there because that Jaguar is just not performing as it was earlier in the race. Something must be going on there. The number 80 car of Baton comes across the line in sixth place. He will be scored a sixth. But it sounded like that car had a little bit of a misfire there. So hopefully we don't have any problems for that car coming home. And there, now that's interesting, there is the number eight of Mines and Rob Huff. He's up to seventh place. Seventh place already. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? This is going to be one for the ages, watching him come up through the field. And in fact, Baton is a few corners ahead of him right now as they stand on the track. So it'll be fascinating to see how this one pans out. He's slicing through the lap traffic. And I want to see what his lap times are like right now. This lap there was a 140, uh, 145.6. So that would have been his first fast lap. Not quite on the leader's pace, but I think he's certainly got enough pace to threaten those at the top end of town. The number nine car of Clark, uh, Davis, sorry, the Corvette. He's through in eighth place, so he lost a little bit of ground in the pits, but he'll still be happy with that. The number 99 of uh, Smiths in the Shelby Mustangs moved up to ninth place, so that's a good round of pit stops for him. And in fact, he is now menacing uh, the 52 of Hagen. Sorry, no, Hagen was in 10th place. Hagen has retaken that position. No, he hasn't. They are disputing that position. Hagen and Smiths uh, scrapping over that position. In fact, uh, Ron Maiden should now be in that uh, James Hagen car, the Ginetta GR4. 
So they're having a good old scrap of their own for the uh, bottom end of the top ten for ninth place. And uh, Will Shrivia should have handed over his Lotus Alain to Michael Shrivia. So here comes these cars across the line again. That's the number 14 car of Spears, who's in fourth place right now. And where's Minshaw? Is that Minshaw's Jaguar there? So Spears has taken fourth place off of Minshaw, or Melling, should I say. So Spears up to fourth place now, and we're getting some interesting reshuffles of position as they come through. Here's Baton's number, six car, uh, uh, number 80 car in sixth place, the Sunbeam Lamont Tiger. So, this is going to be a very interesting final 10 minutes or so of this race. And there is Rob Huff. Now, where's the next car up the road from him? He's nine seconds behind Baton. What's he lapping at? He's lapping faster than Baton right now, but not that much. Not at the moment. More sort of 144.8 compared to 145.2 last lap for Baton. So, Huff, oh my goodness me though. Huff is really motoring, I have to say. He's getting on his bike here and really coming up through the field. Maybe he's clicking through the gears a bit, getting used to this car. As coming across the line again is the leader of Whittaker, Roger, Mike Whittaker in the 46. Comes across the line there. There's Galal Mahmoud in the 59, who's down to 13th now, battling away with the number 166 of Vorman and Van Putten. That'll be, uh, yeah, the Shelby Mustang GT. There's plenty of them Shelbys out there. Any of them Shelby Mustangs. And that scrap for ninth place still going on. Hagen holds it right now or a maiden, should I say, and Smith is desperate to try and take it back off him, having been the incumbent in ninth place for such a long time. As another one of these many gunmetal grey Jaguars come through shot. That's the 38 of Cliff Grey. Well, he should have handed that over now. Which car? Who will be in that car? That'll be Brewer. Uh, grey will be in the car now, and Martin Brewer will have started that car. So the 14 goes through shot again, the fourth place car of Spears, and he has dropped Minshaw, or Melling, should I say, quite considerably. Melling has dropped back here. And let me just look at the lap times here. Melling is lapping in the 152 second bracket. Baton in the 145s and, and Huff in the 144s. In fact, Baton has just put in a 144.7. And we wait and see what Huff has just put in there to counter that. Here we go. As they come across the line, 143.9. So either way, Melling could get rounded up here. The two cars behind him are in ridiculously good form and are very, very fast. So, Melling, you better get on your bike, mate, because you've got two very hungry, hard chargers behind you setting their best laps of the race. What a time to set them for just nine minutes from home. What a way to do it. What a time to do it in the end. So, oh my goodness, look at half sticking the tail out through Graham Hill Bend, properly power sliding that old girl through there. And meanwhile, this battle for ninth continues. Smith's had the power on Maiden down the straight, but as soon as he got to the braking zone, that little Ginetta GR4 got back in front again. It's one of those classic battles. It's V8 muscle and power versus British nimbleness and uh, rugged determination, British determination. We have a battle in front. No, that's clearing lap traffic. That is, uh, which car is that? That's the number 85 of Mark Ashworth and Simon Ashworth in the MGB. We're going past Dion Kramer and Gabriel Kramer's Morgan Plus 4. And this scrap continues. In fact, the 99 car of Smiths is in danger of falling back into the arms of Shrivia, who is himself being lapped by the leader, Whitaker, who is kind of in a world of his own right now of pace. But uh, he's got to be careful that he doesn't start getting bogged up in lap traffic. But at the moment, he's got the gap to do it because he's still uh, far ahead of Simon Hadfield's uh, number two Cobra Daytona, having taken over from Voyazidis. Wills is still holding station in third. The top four is fairly secure as it is, just about. But it's the battles behind them that is really going to become interesting with such a short space of time to go in this race. We do literally have eight minutes exactly 
to go. There's Melling. And there's Baton. He has closed up. He's right there. Baton can sense a top five position here. And he's going to grab it with both hands. And there's Rob Huff. He's desperately trying to make the last. It's like when you're running for the last bus or the, the train that you know you're about to miss. And you know you're so close to missing. That's Rob Huff right now. He is tearing around this track. Another 144. A 145.1 from Baton that last lap. And now he's going to swarm around the outside of Melly. He did a great run on the inside of Druids. He will complete the move around the outside of Graham Hill Bend. Nice little bit of tail happy antics as well. Very well done. So he claims the top five position there. And half going wider and wider. He runs wide for Graham Hillbend again sideways through there. But he keeps it very, very hung together. I don't know if anyone's told you, Huff, you're not driving your front-wheel drive Lada World Touring guy. You can't just do that. But uh, at the moment, he is. And meanwhile, this scrap for ninth place continues to be entertaining. Smits has retaken it. Maiden is now in tenth place and coming under intense pressure from Martin Shrivia in the Michael Shrivia, sorry, in the 48. But he decides the best form of defense is attack. So he lunges back up the inside of Smits at Druids. And he says, no, you know what? You're the one who's going to have to defend Shrivia, not me. And I think he's going to have to, he's going to struggle to do so. Shrivia's going to be on his outside for Graham Hillbend. But uh, the, 40, the, uh, the Mustang of Smits, the 99, uses that superior grunt out of the corner to power back through. And he's going to really get a run on Maiden. As they go up towards 30s, he's going to be on the inside. Maiden's going to break later, but he swings right through. Maiden's going to completely undercut him there. Very nicely done, like a red rag to a ball. The Mustang run just a bit wide there. Smits was a bit aggressive on the inside, and he paid the penalty. And it wouldn't surprise me when they come back round to see that he's lost 10th uh, place as well to Trivia. And he got him on the, uh, the run out of the corner. So... These scraps continuing all around the track. We've still got six minutes of this one to go. It's been a thoroughly enjoying day of historic racing out here. I don't want it to end. Do you? I, I, no. But more. I'm, I'm more. And in fact, we are going to get a bit more because Baton has gapped Melling in the Jaguar. And Rob Huff has caught up to Melling now. That last that was a 44.7 versus a 52.4. So eight seconds a lap quicker. Rob Huff is absolutely destroying that gap to Melling right now. And I'd be interested to see what laps he's running comparable to the Baton. He was two seconds a lap quicker than Baton that last lap. Half is up the inside out of Druids. He's going to switch back and he's going to look up the inside. Very nicely done. Like on the brakes, the front end of that E-type plunges to the ground under braking. Very nicely done. Half, he clears Melling and moves through to sixth place. Now, comparing their lap times a little bit there, I'd say Huff is about one to two seconds a lap quicker than Baton. But at last gap, they were about mm, four or five seconds apart. So... He's going to have to keep running laps like that, taking one or two seconds per lap out of him just to catch up to him, let alone overtake. So it's a big ask for Rob Huff. But after his great performance earlier in the Masters Sports, in the historic sports car race, let me tell you, anything is possible out here. As Roger Wills continues uh, to lap in the 71 car, the Bizzarini 5300. He is in third place. He's happy with that. Whitaker, uh, Hadfield and Wills all about 13 seconds apart from each other. Your top three looks pretty much settled for now. But uh, this is historic racing, so literally anything can happen. Literally anything can happen in the next half hour, and it usually does. So it's not quite written off yet. There's the 14 car of Spears in fourth place. He'll be very happy with his run. He's doing pretty well up there. And he's lapping comparable to Baton behind him, so he's keeping that threat well and truly behind him for now. And we watch to see, where's Baton? Well, there's Baton coming through clearways, and the Jaguar-shaped... Shadow of Huff is much closer to him this lap than it was the last lap. I think Huff has got the hurry up and he can see Baton in front of him. You can see a top five going up for grabs here. And considering that car was 10th when he came into the pit lane, this is going to be another remarkable drive from Rob Huff out here today. Another fantastic run in two completely different types of car. Baton, you're going to have to get your game face on one more time here to hang on to that position. 
That last lap, he was five seconds quicker. That lap on the last lap, it was a 149.4 from Baton compared to a 44.2 from Huff. And I think Baton got caught out there by lap traffic as there, was there as well, which really did not help. So, this battle is on in earnest here. We still have three minutes and 40 seconds to go in this race. So, and really Huff getting aggressive in on the brakes in the 30s and really closing that gap. Baton is going to have to make that sunbeam about as wide as a HGV the next time they come through. As we see the second race car of Hadfield come through. And he just laps the two guys at play. That's uh, Maiden and Smith. And Shrivia has actually overtaken both of them. So a good effort there from Shrivia in the Lotus of Land. He's moved past both of them to claim ninth place. So we said last lap whether that, uh, that move from the Mustang of Smiths would uh, cost him. In fact, it cost Maiden as well. They both got a bit checked up there. So, in fact, Maiden is up the inside now of Smiths. In the <laughs> they look like two completely different scale cars. It looks like you've got a 124 model car and a 143 scale model car beside <laughs> each other. And Smiths kind of bullies him out of the way through Graham Hill when he's like, no. And the little 52, uh, the comparably small little 52 of Maiden is still in 11th place now. He's going to have to settle for that for now. That battle is definitely not over right now. Now... We wait for the scrap for fifth place. Where's Baton and where's Huff? There they are. And guess what? Huff is through into fifth place. He's done it. As they come through clearways, he leads the way here. And Baton is coming through. Yes, that is Huff there. And Baton is trying to fight back with him. He knows this is the best chance. He can't let Huff go. He can't let him just leg it off into the sunset. Baton is going to scrap for all he's worth. I mean, he's got a world touring car champion in front of him. You bet your bottom dollar he's going to go for it and go for a, an attempt to try and beat him here with just two minutes to go here. Huff won't exactly get many much further up the field. He is uh, a good 20 seconds or so behind the fourth place car Spears. So Baton, this is all he's got to play for. He's scrapping away for a top five. He really angles it in through Graham Hill Bend. Full ball drifting across the apex there. Huff is there. They're pretty close together on pace, you know. It's not that far apart. But it may just be too little too late for Baton here. He's going to try and hang in there. Meanwhile, this battle for ninth place through is still relentlessly entertaining. This is great stuff. Here comes Mark Michael Shrivia across the line in the 48. Hello to the land. Here's the incumbent in ninth place. And then Smith's in 10th. And then 11th place for the 52 of Maiden. And is that, no, the 59 of Mahmoud is a few, uh, it's about 10 seconds or so back. So there is still that little battle going on there. That little battle pack, if you will. Still scrapping away furiously all together. But uh, my word, this has been some quite extraordinary racing out here. There's literally been battles wherever you look, the way this race has been going. It's been a magnificent sort of classic sports car race. These guys have been going at it, hammer and tongs. I'll say, you would not think that these cars are historic cars. The way they've been racing them, Maybe a little bit of racing room, but yeah, not much. That, that only expends so far when you're a race driver. There's Spears in the number 14 guy in fourth place. He'll be happy with his fourth place in the end. And I'm just looking now. I'll tell you what, Baton is desperately trying to hang with Rob Huff here. He's desperately trying to do it. You can tell he's got gritted teeth in that uh, Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger. He's trying his best, but I think Huff is just going to have a little bit too much for him here. As we're into the final minute here. But then again, oh, ow, just as I say that. Huff is going to get badly balked as they go into Panic Hill Bend by some lap traffic there. He's going to get slowed up. Could this be a chance for Baton to close back in here? It's not going to be much. It might be a little bit inconclusive in the end, but he's going to take any chance he can get as he moves through. Definitely. Oh, that rear end on the Baton car. Swinging all over the place. Wonderful stuff there. These cars fully out of control. Well, out of control is definitely in control. And meanwhile, there's the 46 of Whittaker. He will have probably one more lap to do in what has been a comfortable and assured performance out here today. A very, very strong drive from him. And there's the number nine Corvette of Davis. Craig Davis coming across the line for eighth place. It's been a pretty impressive run for him. 
And look at that. The number two, the second place car of Hadfield splits two lap cars. They come down the, the uh, start-finish straight. He went between two of them. And yes, this battle between Smits and Maiden is one for the ages. It's been worth the admission fee alone. These two are still scrapping at it. They just haven't stopped all race long. We've been going for nearly 40 minutes. We're going for exactly 40 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. You think you've got a bit tired yet? Nope, Maiden certainly hasn't. Smits is probably hoping he'd be worn out by now. Not at all. He's like one of those terriers that just... He's dragged you all the way around the park, and he still wants to play. He still wants you to throw a squeaky toy around, and you're absolutely knackered. You want to go in for a cup of tea. That's Smits right now in that Mustang, and Maiden has taken one more swing at him in the Ginetta and currently holds 10th place. Who will hold 10th when they get back round to the flag? That's an entirely different question altogether. As Spears has just come through in fourth place. He's kind of in a world of his own right now. And there is... Is that the Mines Huff car? I think it is. And worryingly, where's the Baton? Now, there's the Baton car. I think he's back down. I think he's back down. Huff is comfortably in fifth place now. He's in a world of his own. Baton, I think, has been badly slowed up for some cars. But Baton is well and truly far ahead of Melling and the Jaguar. So... No need to worry. The chequered flag is ready in the starter's hand. Ready for Whitaker to come back through. Mike Whitaker and the TVR Griffith, who has driven an exemplary race. All races have fantastic car speed. A great pit stop turned around. He has taken all comers. He flashes the lights on that TVR Griffith. You have every reason to celebrate. You are our first winner of the Gentleman Drivers Pre-66 GT for the Masters Historic Festival weekend. Well done, that man. Mr. Michael Whitaker, great performance from flag Two flag. That was great stuff. As coming through here is the eighth place car, the Corvette. And here comes the second place car, the number two of Leo Voyazidis and Simon Hadfield, the Cobra Daytona Coupe. He was up there in the top five for most of the race. A great pit stop turned him around in second place. And that was where he stayed till the flag. Didn't have the pace for Whitaker in the end. But second place, he'll be mightily, mightily pleased with that. As uh, the tenth place battle is coming through. And I think Smits won it in the end because the third place car of Roger Wills came across the line here to take third in the Bizzarini 5300 GT. So a productive day for Mr. Wills. And meanwhile, the battle for tenth came across the line there and Smits took it in the end ahead of Maiden. What a great scrap that was between those guys. Now we wait for the fourth place finisher. The number 14 of John Spears in the TVR Griffith 200. He comes across the line. There, it, No, not quite. There's a lot of cars coming through. A lot of cars finishing up here. There's Spears in the number 14 car. He comes across the line and he's very, very happy. And now we wait for the Rob Huff and Richard Mines number 8 Jaguar E-Type. What a comeback from that team. Great job. They were 10th for most of that race, most of the first half of that stint. Yes, you may pump your fist out of the window, Rob Huff. You've had a damn good day out here today in the uh, mixed conditions of Brands Hatch. But a win, a crushing victory in the historic sports car race and a comeback from 10th to 5th in the pre-66 GT for gentlemen drivers race. That was a mighty effort. Sixth place in the end for Baton. He performed very well in the Sunbeam Le Mans Tiger. Didn't have anything for Huff in the end, but there's no shame in that, to be honest. And he consolidated for a sixth place finish, a very solid finish for those guys. Minshaw and Melling in the number 55. They'll have been disappointed. They were running second for most part of this first half of the race, but in the end, they will come home uh, in seventh place. There's the Minshaw and Melling Jaguar. And then across the line in eighth was the Corvette, the number nine of Craig Davis. Ninth place was the number 48 of the Shriviers, Michael and Will Shrivia, the Lostalan. And then tenth place in the end, after a breathless battle all race long, was the number 99 of Smith in the Shelby Mustang GT. Hand breathe and conclude what has been a brilliant, brilliantly fun day of racing out here today. In fact, they're still racing under the chequered flag. Number 50 car still scrapping away with the number 172 of Jonathan Loder. Many, many guys crossing over from the races today, and they've been in two or three different cars today. 
and put on great shows in all of them. Well done. We doff our caps here on Downforce Radio to you guys. What a spiffing job. Well done, chaps. That was a fantastic trio of races out here today. And that's just the little nourishing starter for you. That's just a little bit of the taste of the teaser. The, mm, the little bit. Mm. Did you enjoy that? Was that a bit tasty, sir? Well, tomorrow, my word, we have the main course. And my word, it's five Michelin stars across the board for the lineup we have. We've got the pre-66 touring cars back out here. The pre-66 GT that you've just heard. A Masters Historic Formula One Championship, the Royal Automobile Club Woodcut Trophy, and the Masters Historic Sports Cars, which we saw earlier, the Tony Bryson Association with Lunar Logistics Classic Formula Four race, the Super Touring Challenge, time to get your 90s British Touring Car nostalgia on, I know I will be, the FIA Masters Historic Formula One Championship. Again, they have two races out here tomorrow. My word, if you're complaining about the noise of the current F1 cars, you've got to get down and listen to these guys because they, they crank it up to 11. They are Spinal Tap in a Formula 1 car. They're Led Zeppelin condensed through a Cosworth DFV. That's what those cars are now. It's like the, the guitar solo of Bohemian Rhapsody it's funneled through an exhaust pipe and channeled out through. That's the sound of those old Formula 1 cars. My word. The Lotus 72 that was up here a few weeks back when the Lotus Formula 1 team were up here uh, testing. Uh, and doing some media work. That car sung. Imagine an entire grid sounding like that. I think I've whetted your appetite just enough. In fact, I'm drooling myself over that. Uh, we also have the Sterling Moss Trophy for pre-61 sports cars and sports racers, and the NK HTGT for the, the Dutch Touring and GT Historic Championship. That's a huge amount of races up tomorrow. I count that about uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten races for you tomorrow. Ten races, and then we do it all again on Monday for the Masters Race Day on the Indy Circuit. We really do spoil you something rotten, don't we, on Downforce Radio? And it's been my pleasure, Adam Johnson, bringing you the action out here today for the first day of the Masters Historic Festival here at Brantach on the Grand Prix Circuit. Sayonara. We'll see you again tomorrow, shall we? Yes, sounds jolly spiffing to me. Thank you very much. It's absolutely monstrous. James Raven wins the Formula Ford Festival. The win for the Walter Hayes Trophy Grand Final is going to go to Wayne Boyd. He takes the victory. I mean, stick a fork in me, I'm done. That was just <laughs> absolutely outstanding. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.